Are we pilgrims on earth and strangers to earth's ways or the other way around? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. So you're in Philippians, go Colossians, 1 Thessalonians, 1 Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews. There it is, chapter 11. And look at what Hebrews 11 says, starting in verse 13. Uh, This is how the Bible describes normal Christian life. Christianity in the 21st century is not normal. We are not living the way the first generation lived, that we're closest to the events and closest to the documents. We are living kind of in the distance, almost as spectators, not. It, it's almost like in the future someday, uh, you know, if, if any of the, uh, you know, electronic records survive, people will look on uh, sporting events and they will never have known anybody that did those sporting events, but they will watch the people playing, but they will never have played. They'll just spectate. That's kind of like the majority of people anyway nowadays, but at least we know people that play. Did you know that's how we have become in Christianity? Most of the players are paid. Everybody else is a spectator, mostly. I'm not talking about you all. Ken said it well. This is a church filled with people serving the Lord. But Christendom in the world is primarily a spectator sport. They read about it. They don't experience it. They watch it in the professionals, but they never do it. And God says true Christians are in the field. They're not in the stands. They're actually participating. And this is what they're like. Look at verse 13. These all died in faith. That's the heroes of the faith that Hebrews 11 is all about. Not having received the promises. That, that, see, we're saved in hope. We don't have on earth all the promises that God promised. Like, there'll be no sickness, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more, you know, none of that do we have. Now we have sickness and sorrow and sadness and tears and suffering and struggles and everything else. We agonize through life. The worldlings, at least they can drown all their agonies in, in substances and in in fleeting moments of pleasure, we endure as good soldiers hardness going through life because we're not living for this world. We seek those things which are to come. We've received the promises. We see them afar off. We're assured of them. We embrace them, verse 13 says, and we confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. True born-again people are strangers to earth's ways. They're pilgrims. What is the context of that? Abraham. Abraham lived, as far as we know, most of the houses in Ur of the Chaldees were two- and three-story homes. They had uh, indoor plumbing. I mean, they've excavated the place. ISIS is probably going to destroy it, but we still have pictures of it. And, and that was a highly civilized world 4,000 years ago with Abraham. Abraham left his home, his, his big dream house, and the rest of his life lived in a tent. After Abraham followed the Lord, he never owned a piece of ground except a gravesite for his wife. He bought a place to bury his wife, and then his sons buried him there too. But other than that, he didn't build anything but altars to God, he didn't own anything but a grave, and he lived in a tent. He's called the father of the faith. Because he was, look at this, They who say such things, verse 14, declare plainly they seek a homeland. And truly, if they'd called to mind the country from which they had come, they would have opportunity to return. But now, verse 16, they seek a better, a heavenly country. And God is not ashamed to call them their God, for he has prepared a city for them. See, we're 
like the little chorus goes, this world is not my home. I'm what? Just a passing through. My treasures are where? Laid up. You know, we sing that. Do we live that on a daily basis? Does the world see that we're pilgrims here, strangers to earth's ways? Did you know why the early Christians were persecuted? Do you know why Nero burned them? I know it's because he wanted to build the city in marble. But do you know what was underlying it? We know. Do you know how we know? It's in the Roman records. Remember, they spoke Latin. All their legal documents are in Latin. We still have those, the archives of Rome. Many of them are still around. We have the actual proceedings why Christians were killed. They're written down. Do you know what one of the accusations was? They were haters of humanity. Now, that sounds cruel. Do you know what haters of humanity was? They did not follow as pilgrims and strangers, there was more and more and more of the Roman calendar of gladiatorial events where the entire empire came to watch bloodshed and carnage, where the entire empire came to watch things that offended God. And the early Christians said, you know what, we'll be good Romans, we'll pay our taxes, we'll honor the king, but we will not participate in what grieves the Holy Spirit. And we want to be a stranger to the evil. And we want our lives to point that we're going somewhere, it's not here. And we don't want to be attached to the Roman cycle of what they celebrated, kind of Mardi Gras living. And they detach from it. That's what Hebrews says is a sign of a citizen of heaven. Keep going uh, to 1 Peter. So go Hebrews, James, and the next one. Go to the right over James and go to 1 Peter 2.11. And look what it says. 1 Peter 2.11. This is Peter talking to the same generation. And by the same generation, they're still struggling. They're struggling with, with one foot in heaven and one foot on the earth, and the boats are drifting apart. And so Peter drops to his knees in verse 11 and says, Beloved, He's talking to believers. I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. Sojourners and pilgrims. Pilgrims and strangers. It's the same concept. Abstain. Say no to. Don't expose yourself to what grieves God. Abstain from the driving desires of your body because that wars against your soul. Yeah, it's an interesting word. The war there in verse 11, 1 Peter 2, 11. Stratuon toy. Do you know what that means? To continuously carry on a battle. It's kind of like a, a guerrilla campaign, right. this continual military campaign that knows no clock or calendar. It just endlessly goes on. That's what our flesh is doing against our soul. See, our body wants to neutralize God from running the show. And our body is a traitor. Our body is for the world and the flesh and the devil. And our spirit is born from above. And we're, we're working together in this thing. We need the body to get around in, but the body is rebellious. And so we have to keep surrendering to God and denying the body. And look what happens when we do. Go to Acts 17. Sure. And look what's so neat. Look at verse 6 and 7 of chapter 17. It says, but when they didn't find them, they were, they were looking for 
the early believers, they dragged Jason and some of the brethren to the rulers of the city. And look how they describe Christianity. Those who have turned the world upside down have come here too. These people who are advocating a detachment from going the way everyone else is going. Do you remember a few weeks ago I told you that, that the broad way is like a river? Remember when, when I used to be little, once a year our whole church would go on a canoe trip and they'd just drop us in canoes. We didn't even get paddles. And we just floated down. And, and at the other end they picked up the canoes and put them on the little things and carried them back. And we got on the bus and went home. And that was a canoe trip. You didn't have to paddle. The river was flowing. When you and I are born, we're into a river that's flowing away from God. When we get saved, the Lord hands us paddles, turns our canoe around, and says, uh, we're headed that way, and everyone else is going that way. And when we start going that way, Look what happens. They have turned the world upside down. They're going the wrong way on the river. They're bumping our canoe. They're bothering us. They make us feel funny. They're going that way, and we wonder why, and we want them to go that way. We don't like them. You see, it's, for us as Christians, it's not that, that they're worldlings and we're Christians. They don't want us to be Christians because we bother them in our world. 